seek to read Psalms 1 and 2 missionally for the church. Again, we remember that a missional reading of Scripture is a reading that privileges and recognizes uh, the importance of God's mission in the world and God's mission as the interpretive key for reading the whole Bible. And again, the Psalter serves as God's prayer book that God gives His people uh, who exist as His community for the world, who proclaim and embody the gospel for the world. Again, if, if Psalm 1 helps us to begin to read the Psalter missionally by talking about in the, in the, in the, with their intention of shaping us through Scripture, um, Psalm 2 helps us to, to read the Psalms missionally by pointing to the security of the future through God's kingdom. Um, Psalm 2, again, starts off, why do the nations rage? Uh, but then we have right in the middle of Psalm 2 this great statement that the Lord laughs. God is king. No matter how chaotic the world looks, no matter the, the, uh, the intentions, evil or good, of the world's empires, the true king sits in heaven. And Psalm 2 reminds us of that. And Psalm 2 reminds us that the true king in heaven has set up a Messiah who's going to rule over the nations, who leads us. And we know in the New Testament, Psalm 2 gets quoted repeatedly in the New Testament, and that, and that Messiah is Jesus Christ, our, our, our crucified, risen, and enthroned King. And Psalm 2 uh, pushes us to recognize that nations and rulers may rage against God's mission and God's, God's kingdom, but at the end of the day, we can live lives that are bold and daring because we already know that rebellion and darkness is not going to be the final verdict on human history. God's goodness is, God's kingdom is, and as some people like to say, love is going to win ultimately in the end. And so Psalm 2 invites us as readers uh, to realign our lives around the prerogatives of Jesus, who clearly called us to follow Him into the world on mission, regardless of what the world's empires are doing. And so one of the questions we want to ask ourselves as we read every psalm, again, whether it's orienting, disorienting, or reorienting, is this. How does this particular psalm call our community of faith to live differently in light of God's good future that's guaranteed? Um, the third thing that the psalms do, Psalms 1 and 2 set us up to orient, to read the Psalter missionally, is about formation. Because as we know, if you've been a Christian, if you've been following after Jesus uh, you know that the life of faith is often risky and it's full of challenges. Uh, we see that Im immediately again in Psalm 3 where it starts off, O Lord, how many are my foes? And we see that um, through, the, again, the, the laments that run consistently through the Psalter. Um, but the themes of lament ultimately dissolve in the Psalter uh, to psalms of thanksgiving where God's people find that though they went through struggles, we have witnesses of other persons whom the God has delivered to give us hope so that when we find ourselves in times of lament, we can still look forward to the future. Um, I liken this, this call of, of, of preparing us for struggles in the world. I think a sports metaphor is really good. When you watch sports, and I don't think it really matters the sport, whether it's a team sport or an individual, there's always teams um, in football or soccer or um, individuals like in tennis or golf who seem like they always win. Even if they're losing, they find a way because they know they're going to win. In the Psalter, the way it's shaped, moving from 
lifting up Scripture and God as King and ending in praise, that no matter where we find ourselves, whether we're in a Psalm 3, How Many Are My Foes, or even a Psalm 22, My God, My God, Why Have You Forsaken Me? We know that we can quickly go to Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, and we know that it's going to end everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So even when it looks like we're losing, the Psalms remind us in the end that we're going to win. And, and that shapes us into a kind of person. So as we think about living as God's witnesses in the world, ask yourself and reflect, how do these different texts of, uh, of, of lament, Lord, help me, to, of thanksgiving, God, thank you, of just praise, praise the Lord. How do these texts prepare us then for living as God's witnesses in the world as we pray these Psalms together? But a missional approach isn't complete if we just focus on our lives as insiders, as Christ followers. Yeah, these Psalms want to shape us with Scripture. Yes, they want to point to our security through the kingdom. Yes, they want to prepare us for the challenges that we're going to face, but ultimately the challenges are there because Psalms 1 and 2 um, serve to invite the nations to come and experience God's goodness too. And I only have time to focus on Psalm 2 here for a minute, but again, a missional approach isn't going to be complete until we reflect and think about how does this text good news to those who don't yet know who Jesus is. When I was teaching a, a Psalms exegesis class here on the Orlando campus, we were studying Psalm 2 and one of my students asked me, he said, wow, what would it be like to hear Psalm 2 if we were outsiders, one of the nations, rather than as God's people? And I stopped the class immediately, and I just said, you've just asked one of the most important questions that any student's ever asked in, in, my, in my presence. Because in our 21st century context, it's crucial for Christ followers. We're, we're no longer in, in, in the majority in, in North America and in, many, in most parts of the world. We always have to read the Scriptures on behalf of the world that doesn't yet know who Jesus is. You know, we don't, a lot of times we rail against the world, but at, at the end of the day, Psalm, Psalm 2, don't miss that happy. Happy are all who take refuge in Him. And the audience there isn't the synagogue or the church. It isn't God's people here. The audience of that happy are all who take refuge in Him is verses 10 or 11. The psalmist, the psalmist is addressing the kings who've been raging against God. So at the end of the day, God invites the world to come and find refuge in Him. And as we get to Psalm 150, the last verse of the Psalter says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That's the vision of the Psalter. God wants to bring the nations to Himself. And friends, as we pray the Psalms as God's missional people, it's because God wants to use us not to shelter ourselves from the world, but to go into the world and proclaim the gospel. So at the end of the day, we're not done with a missional reading until we've asked each of these psalms, what is the gospel message in this text for someone who doesn't yet know God, for someone who's desperate for what only God can do? And, and how does this psalm help us to extend an invitation to people who are desperate for what only God can do? Amen. Amen.